Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning into this bonus episode of Connecting ALS. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Stevenson, and we thought with Election Day less than one week away, we'd revisit the topic of voter rights. So Jeremy and I had a call with Lee Page, Senior Associate Advocacy Director for Paralyzed Veterans of America in Washington, D.C. Lee was able to give us some additional information about voting options and things folks should be aware of before heading out to the polls. So we've been discussing voter rights on this show and and following the conversation on social media as the election season heats up. And we've got some questions for you on the topic. In many states, the election is already going on. Early voting stations opened. A lot of mail-in voting. We're seeing record numbers of absentee ballots and and mail-in ballots being filed. I'm curious what you're hearing from your members about what their concerns and their experiences as they think ahead to how they make sure that their voices are heard and that their ballot is cast and counted. For our members, a lot of our guys actually vote in person. They like to go to the polls. And so in order to do that, being people with disabilities, guys who use wheelchairs, we've got to ensure that we've got polling place access. And that's a lot of you know, pre-prepping how we vote, you know, kind of plan your vote. And so sometimes once our guys know where the polling place is, depending on their state, if they have the opportunity to early vote, they will do so. If not, only on voter day, like November 3rd, what they might do is go go check out the poll ahead of time to ensure that there is access at the poll, meaning like accessible parking, a path of travel to the entrance of the polling place, just kind of investigate what their needs are and how they might be met. But the real deal is voting is everyone's constitutional right, which is guaranteed if you're 18 years or older and a citizen, but you got to be registered. And so all our members are out there want to exercise that right. As many of our listeners know, veterans are twice as likely to develop ALS compared to the civilian population and organizations like the ALS Association and PVA provide resources on a number of fronts, including helping find information and resources on voting. We've talked a little bit about those long lines at the polling stations. And for someone with mobility challenges, be that related to ALS or some sort of paralysis as a veteran, it can be obviously difficult to stay online in a line for hours on end. Are there steps that they can try to take to avoid those lines or reduce wait times in any way? Well, it can be daunting, you know, standing online, especially this year, what we've seen with record turnout. Some choices are, A, if you do go to the poll and want to vote at the poll, you have the right to request an accommodation, um, which means you could ask for a chair to sit down in and they can provide that. Or you can bring your own chair, you know, if you're not in a wheelchair or you need uh, some sort of other assistive device, you could bring that with you. You know, the ultimate way is vote from home or vote via mail. You would have to request an absentee ballot. Make sure you do that before the state's deadline. As you look forward into future elections, are there protections for people with mobility challenges? you know, the the community, the constituencies that you serve that need to go into place? Are there there additional changes that folks can be pushing for and advocating for to, you know, expand the opportunities to vote even more? 
Well, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, we currently vote in this country the traditional way, which is either in person or via the mail. And that's the way we've always voted, you know, for the 200 and 200 plus years of our democracy. But, you know, what other ways will we vote in the future? You know, anyone who lives overseas has their ballot sent to them electronically, and then they fill it out and send it back electronically. So the big question is internet voting. Mm. When, where, and how will that happen? If not, who knows? One of the big problems is security. You have to make sure that the ballot is secure and safe. So the real deal is, does security trump accessibility? Mm-hmm. My advocacy is we need accessibility in the ballot. And most people with disabilities would love to be able to vote from home on their own home computer. The real deal is, is can we come up with compromises and recognize down the road when and where that will happen? And at this point, the country and the security people who ensure security in our ballots are not ready for that to happen yet. Right. And access, we, we keep saying that access is, is so important. And for anyone with challenges uh, that uh, might be brought on by ALS or something related to being a veteran needs access and has the right to vote. We've gone over that now. What sort of things are you hearing from your constituents, Lee? What kind of questions do they have as they prepare to vote in their cities? Is it is it more about registration? Is it about getting to the polling stations? What are their concerns and questions? I think mainly just what's it going to look like on election day when they show mm-hmm. up. The politics of this election, we recognize that it's going to be a huge turnout. And early voting across the country has started. And so the real deal is they want to go and vote early. They want to go and exercise their right. But the question is, you know, not fear of doing it. It's just a matter of it's going to be a long day to do it. And so to get prepared, you know, they might need to take some food with them you know, water, you're standing in line outside, you know, all of the above. We have this conversation about voting and, you know, the challenges of in-voting person, if if you're dealing with, uh, again, mobility challenges. And this is, of course, happening in the backdrop of a global health crisis. Any concerns or any uh, guidance that that comes to mind as as folks are thinking about how how, what's the best way to cast my ballot as the coronavirus continues to create its own challenges? The safest way would probably be to vote from home or absentee ballot. If you want to vote in person, make sure you wear a mask and take proper precautions, social distance yourself at the poll, you know, when you're standing online, at least six feet apart. And then same with when you're inside the polling place. And hopefully the poll workers are all wearing PPE also, you know, take hand sanitizers, just ensure a safe distance. And then what we understand is the voting machines are actually being sanitized after every person uses the voting machine, then the poll worker comes and cleans it after the fact also. So those are just some of the um, recommendations that are, this, you know, the poll workers are following the CDC guidelines in reference to this. And then you as a citizen, you know, need to exercise proper caution also. Thanks again to Lee Page from Paralyzed Veterans of America for joining us on Connecting ALS. 
You can learn more about their organization at pva.org. A reminder to subscribe to Connecting ALS wherever you get your podcasts or at connectingals.org. This bonus episode is produced by Garrett Tiedemann. Thanks everyone for listening and good luck casting your votes if you haven't done so already. We'll connect with you again soon. Thank you.